Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms, brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, CH Insurance, and Burn Dairy. It's all good at Burn Dairy. Participating locations, gas up your vehicle, and of course, grab lunch to go, the delicious coffee, the donuts, and ice cream as we get near the spring season as well. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And a tip of the cap, thank you to our friends of the program as well, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. The Buffalo Bills, they were 6-6. Six and six. They were an 11 seed. Now, they are a 2 seed. They will host a playoff game, and they are the AFC East champions. You got to play all the games. That's what it basically boils down to. Now look, I'll be the first to admit, I thought things looked pretty bleak. My good friend Tyler Dunn wrote an article a lot of what was said in that article is true. Everything since then is still true in my opinion. Until I see him in a pressure cooker situation, winning a playoff game, and a lot of the things in and around what Tyler said, um, you know, changed from a football standpoint, you know, all the things that were said were true. A lot of people thought it was a hit piece. He's wrote several pieces going into that. So it was not a hit piece. He did not have a special timing for that at all as well. Sean McDermott, oh, his character was questioned. No, it wasn't. It was mostly about his football coaching ability. He was also praised in the article. And if you need an article to get going, well, I don't know, man. You know, I don't think you do. I don't think he did. Some people want to point to that being the moment of the season that changed. A lot of people want to say the head coach making the decision to change to Joe Brady as OC was the moment that it all changed. Fine. Pick whatever you want. I don't care. I think it really came down to backs against the wall. They had, had backs against the wall a couple of years ago and the same kind of thing. Remember that loss to Tampa Bay on the road? They should have had that game and then the Bills reeled off a ton of wins and it kind of felt like that again. Backs against the wall, the culture, team building, guys having QB1, Josh Allen, right? Fighting adversity, fighting injuries. The depth of the roster under Bean and McDermott has been amazing through the years and that has helped as well get through injuries to Daquan Jones, Trey White, Matt Milano, and we go on and on. At times, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, right? All of that kind of stuff. Um, McDermott's done great things. McDermott, down the stretch, showed why he has been a great head coach for the Buffalo Bills. Can he get up over the hurdle to the elite status? Can he win when it matters most in the closing seconds of big-time playoff games? That's his next step. He's done everything else. He has been a great coach overall. He has been an unbelievable guy in terms of building the team, building the culture, right? They've drafted overall extremely well. They have won four straight AFC East titles. They have been one of the top five teams in the NFL the last six or seven years. They have QB1. They're fun to watch. They're on the map. They win primetime games. They're in primetime games. People are buying Buffalo Bills gear. Their social media has exploded. They have the best fan base in the NFL. They have arguably the best fan base in all of sports. I might be a little bit biased. I don't care. I would call it that. I've been around sports for 25 years. There are very few fan bases like Bills Mafia. They're definitely, for me, the number one in the NFL, and I would put them up against anybody in pro sports. All of those things have happened, but here we are again. Can they get to the next level? Can they? I'm not doing a podcast on that, but I'm just kind of going back to when they were 6-6 six and six at first and before I recap this Bills-Dolphins game, right? That's where they were. And now the Buffalo Bills are a completely different team. And I've said it a bunch of times. It's weird because they're not really playing their best football overall, but they are winning 
they are winning, you know, games. And in the NFL, a lot of times it doesn't matter how you do it. They went 5-0 and in December. They've won it with complimentary football. They've won it with slow starts, which didn't look any different from the Jets loss, the Pats loss, the Broncos loss, right? The Jaguars game in London, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, away game was the only locomotive offense offensive game that the Bills really had, you know, since, oh, I don't know, Thanksgiving. And since that loss to the Eagles, again, that was the loss to the Bucks a couple years ago, was it not? That brought the Bills to 6-6. Six and six. And then the Bills won five in a row. The Bills could have easily won that game. If you remember, going back to 2021, the Bills were 7-6. and six. They lost an OT to Tampa. It's the same exact feeling as 2021. Funny how history has a form of repeating itself, right? And then the Bills won 4-0, four in a row, excuse me. They go 11-6. and six. They pound, absolutely pound New England in the playoffs. Allen has basically a perfect game. And then the 13-second game. And that so far has been the best Bills team. But you fast forward to this year. The Bills have an 11-6 and record. Again, they have QB1. Their offense doesn't look as dynamic, but they're winning games. They fought probably equal adversity, but they're hosting a playoff game again. And there's a lot of similarities here, right? They got hot late. They're winning in different ways, though, than that year, right? They have an inferior opponent in the first week in Pittsburgh like they did then against New England, right? McDermott and Bean were called into question. Allen's turnovers were called into question. That was all a couple of years ago. Now we fast forward here, but the difference is they're winning games. They're not doing it as crazy offensively as they did a couple of years before. And you're looking at all of these different situations for, you know, the Buffalo Bills and... You know, it's just, it's mind-boggling how, you know, you can go from, you know, one spot to the next, to the next, to the next. And, and and that's why I've always said, like, the NFL is split into quarters. I hate the 17th game, by the way. But it's like 4-4-4-4, four, 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 and four. I guess now you could go 4-4-4-5. Four, 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 and five. You know, the last five games is jockeying for position. Are you a pretender or a contender? Were you dead? Are you dead? Where are you in the draft status? Where are you in playoff seating, right? Like, depending on what your situation is. The Bills were out of it. They were an 11 seed. They were dead to many. And I I admitted that I was calling a lot of things in question. I did not feel good after they lost to Philadelphia. I knew that they had a bye week, but I also knew they had at Arrowhead and the Cowboys and a tough trip to LA to face the Chargers and the Patriots again, which they always give them fits. And certainly they did again. And then at Miami, this schedule was daunting and they had an opportunity to win against Philadelphia, marinate and a win, and then go in you know, with a seven and five record. Instead, they were six and six and it felt like really, really bad. And all the things in question were there and it was fair. And I remember looking at my wife and going, I don't think it's a playoff team. And I also said, I think it's time for McDermott to go unless he changes, you know, unless they get an offensive feeling here because the defensive mindset is always going to rear its ugly head. And by the way, in the Miami game, which I'm now going to get to, Sean McDermott still had a couple of buffoonery moments, man, as a defensive head coach. They were playing not to lose late in the game. You know, he did not convince Joe Brady, like, dude, we've done the 4-1 and one QB sneak a million times a Sunday. Like, try something different. He didn't do that. They went for it, and they didn't get it late, and Miami still had a chance to tie it. How about burning a timeout too early? You know, how about that one? Where he burned that timeout too early, you know, for the Buffalo Bills as well at the end of the first half. 
You know, like why use it there? So there were still a lot of moments. I mean, if he doesn't burn it there, maybe they have a little bit more time late. Instead, Allen doesn't throw it into the end zone and then McDermott throws him under the bus at halftime. He was speaking the truth, by the way. McDermott said, well, you got to throw it into the end zone. He told Melissa Stark that. He was right. But do you say it? Probably not. You know, um, I don't know, man. There's still a little bit of those moments with McDermott. So again, can he get up over the hurdle now? He's been a great head coach overall. And I just wanted to get into where they were, where they are, and just the ebbs and flows. It's been a crazy year, man. It's been a crazy year. You know, this team lost to the Jets, lost to the Pats, lost to the Broncos, lost an OT to the Eagles, could have had easily that game, could have easily beaten the Bengals on the road. But then they make up for all, could have easily lost to the Bucks and Giants at home, easily, right? But then they make up with it for five straight wins, including at Arrowhead and Dallas at home, and then inferior opponents where they had to gut them out in the end, which you have to do that in the NFL. So let's get to the Dolphin game. Again, Bills were 6-6. Six and six, They're now 11-6. and six. They were an 11 seed. They're now a 2 seed. They're now hosting a playoff game. And they're the East champs. And they've now won four in a row against Miami. First things first. Typical Bills this year. They squandered opportunities in the first half. They should have been up by at least 14 points or 21 points at the half. They were rolling, moving the ball easily, at will, sprinkling and dinking and dunking. And people were open, and Allen was on fire. And they had nothing to show for it. It was a scoreless first quarter for each team. Josh Allen missed Stephon Diggs deep yet again. They were driving down. Josh Allen, for one reason or another, on a cover zero, I mean, you think about this situation and you can't, like, believe it. You know, you just can't believe it. Where the Bills are driving all the way down and they're at, like, the five-yard line and Allen just completely, he should have either taken the sack or thrown the ball away. He just panics and that's the one thing that he does poorly still. When there's a lot of chaos and there's pressure, he just flings it and he's got to stop doing that. Throws a pick in the end zone. Gabe Davis turns inside. Allen throws it outside. Eli Apple picks it. And you're like, you've got to be kidding me. Right away, the Bills should have had six right there and set the tone. Didn't do it, right? That was their first drive, right? And that was, by the way, after Benford made an unbelievable play intercepting a Tua ball. Unbelievable play. So the Bills got a turnover on Tua already. Because Tua couldn't get his first read. When they don't get a first read from Tua, Tua can't perform. That's just how he is right now. That's why he's in the middle of pack of the quarterbacks in the NFL. He can't check down. He can't He can't look second, third, fourth. He can't. He needs his first read to work. If it's not there, he's screwed. And the only way he can bail himself out is if Tyreek Hill bails him out. That's how. Right? Then Josh Allen, another interception couple, you know, another possession later, their next possession really after the punt by Miami. Bill's defense, by the way, looked strong from start to finish. You know, he throws it deep. He's flushed out of the pocket, right, on fourth and two. Why did they call that play? I have no idea. Allen's flushed out. It's fourth and two. You only need two yards. Why is everybody going 15, 20 yards down the field? I have no idea. So the play call started it. Then everybody running too far down the field kept it going. And then Allen just had no choice. He had no players to throw to. I mean, maybe there was a better option to throw there. 
I, I mean, it was still an interception. It was a better interception because it put Miami, you know, in touchback fashion instead. Okay. You know, it's probably less on Allen than the first interception, but either way, it's a turnover. It was a play that got broken. It was pathetic. It was awful. They should have been better there. Nope. Nothing to show for it. Then Miami goes down and scores a touchdown. Right? On the next drive. Then the Bills put together a classic Buffalo Bill drive. Classic. Seven plays, 75, 428. How many times have I talked about it? 420, 428, right? How many times have I talked about it? Over and over again. Even though the offense has looked pitiful, even though the slow starts and the Allen miss, you know, interceptions and the carelessness and the bull crap and the, and the nonsense, they still go, oh, okay, let's go. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Allen cleans it all up. Bing, 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 bing. I mean, it's pass to Knox. It's, you know, and they had a penalty, by the way, on on, uh, on the false start, right? So they started first and 15 here. But it's like, it, it it's uh, it's a pass to, excuse me, the pass to Kincaid after the penalty, right? Because um, it got called back. The first pass to Knox got called back. It was first and 10. Um, oh, no, hang on a second. The first, I'm sorry. No, they did hit Knox. I was thinking of a later drive. Allen did hit Knox for 17 yards. Then they had the penalty. On, on Knox for the false start. Then they go back to first and 15. And by the way, the Kincaid-Knox combination, it took 17 weeks to get here, right? But bang, right? Used, used both guys very, very well in this game. You know, so then it was to Kincaid and then it was Allen scrambling like crazy for 10 yards and it was Cook left and then it was Allen deep to digs with an unbelievable grab. I mean, what a bat. I mean, that was the back... I don't know how Allen does it, man. And that's where it's like, okay, QB1, there he is. Yeah, he's throwing two picks. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to ride and die with him because he can still make that play. He's getting pressured off the back foot and he throws a teardrop on the inside and what a grab by Diggs. Great throw, great catch. I mean, it was a sick play. And then it was off tackle James Cook, one yard. And then it was Allen throwing a quick ball and a Miami defender made a great play, like recognizing, batting it. And then it gets up in the air tipped and then Trent Sherfield makes the play of the year for the Bills. Until a play later happened. But Trent Sherfield with a ridiculous play. Touchdown. Right? And you're like, okay, all's well again. But then Miami drives down. Takes, you know, gets the touchdown. And then they're up 14-7. And then the worry is, at that point, uh uh-oh, they're up by a touchdown. I know the Bills get the ball at the end of the half. But you don't want the Miami Dolphins at any point in this game to go up two scores. You just don't. That was my worry. And then the Bills get the ball back. And at the end of the half, they're cruising down. Here we go again, right? Allen's having his way. Right? Short right to Diggs. He's going all over the place. He hits Shakir for five. He's balanced. He's in rhythm. Allen scrambles 13 yards. What a play that was on third and five, right? Allen scrambled to for 13 yards. They're going no huddle. They're going crazy. Pass short to Diggs. Allen short to Kincaid. They're unstoppable. You know, even Collinsworth said it during the game. Like, maybe they should be going up tempo. I couldn't agree more. Like, up tempo is in, hello, Jim Kelly's offense. No huddle, right? Because, duh, Allen doesn't have to think as much. He's not throwing picks as much. He's protecting the ball more. He's moving fast. Then the throw to Hardy. And then Allen, short pass up the middle to Trent to, 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 to Johnson, Ty Johnson. Oh, wait a minute. But before that, before that, Sean McDermott burns a timeout early. And then Allen on first and 10 at the Miami 11, he goes back and he doesn't even throw it to the end zone. And he throws it to the one and the half is over. And the Bills don't get points again. Complete waste of time. By the way, the officials were horrible in this game. That was a penalty on the Dolphins. I'm not saying that it would have cost the Bills a game. I'm not that guy. But 
what's real is real. That was a penalty on a Dolphins defender. Ty Johnson left and went into concussion protocol. He's still there as I record this podcast. He's still there. It was a head-to-head collision. They didn't call it. Also, there was a an egregious, I mean, egregious miss on the Dawson Knox. You know, he was taken down in the first quarter. He was, I mean, that was awful, right? The play that happened either right before or a couple of plays, I think it was the play before the Allen interception, right? On that, on that early drive. He's getting, I mean, he's on the first Bills drive. He's getting absolutely mauled by the defender, mauled by the defender. The Bills get the ball at the one or two yard line at that point, And then the entire play calling changes. Maybe you go Cook, maybe you go Allen up the middle, maybe you go bootleg rollout, maybe you go Kincaid or Knox. You're definitely not going on the back foot on a cover zero, uh, you know, intention by the Dolphins in order to get Josh to throw an interception there. You're just, I mean, it, everything changes. So the officiating was piss poor, but then the Bills, again, nothing to show for it, right? Two Allen picks, all this stuff, and you're like frustrated as a Bills fan because you're like, well, WTF, man. Like, we've seen this before, you know? But then QB1 starts to get it going, right? QB1 had gotten it going, and he continues to get it going. And you're like, okay, like, here we go again. You know, how are they going to win this? They're going to have to gut another one out, right? You have a James Cook drop in the end zone. Then all the stuff, once Josh Allen got fully going, then all the other stuff starts happening, right? All the stuff that affects Josh Allen, right? He gets all the way back. He's making all the throws. He's making all the long drives. He's making all the plays. He's making all the third down scrambles on every single drive in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, everything. Once he cleans up the two picks, I know we had the fumble with Wilkins. Take your pick. Allen, should he have protected it? Probably a little bit better, but it was also a ridiculous play by Wilkins to strip that ball. Again, three turnovers by Allen, but QB1 is making plays. He's throwing dimes. He's going to Diggs, Kincaid, and Knox at will. Second, third, fourth quarters. Non-stop. Bills are moving the ball like a locomotive, and they still have nothing to show for it. And then the game changed. The game changed right with the punt return touchdown. It changed, And by the way, the defense was still spectacular at this point. Right? They're still spectacular. They are all over Tua. A chain who was running the ball pretty pretty well in between tackles and all the rest, he ended up getting shut down. And it's 4th and 14 at the Miami 38. Bailey punts, it was an unreal punt. 58 yards to the 4-yard line. And I had said a few weeks back to my buddies, to my wife, to whoever would listen, Hardy's got to break one pretty soon. He's too fast, too good, too shifty, and he's got that experience from New Orleans, right? He's a great special teams player, and I feel so good with him back there catching the ball. He doesn't turn it over, and he's got to break one. Bang. There it is. 96 yards. Up, down, shifting, left, right. Boom. Gets a couple of blocks, and he's gone. My man has wheels. Longest return in franchise history for a punt return. Bills back in at 14-14. Then the defense immediately comes back with an unbelievable three and out. Unreal. A chain, minus one yards. He's getting swarmed. He runs again. Two yards getting swarmed. Two tonga Viola pass incomplete. Dane Jackson breaks it up. And there, I want to talk about the depth. The Bills have drafted so well. You had injuries to Razul Douglas, who was in there. They had to get him because of the Trey Wood injury and lack of depth at corner. Well, they get him. Then he goes out in this game. No problem. Dane Jackson went up to him and said, I got you if you can't go. Dane Jackson made a ton of plays. He got burned on one early when he went in. And then after that, he shut everybody down. He was unreal. 
How about Christian Benford drafting and what he's done this year? Unreal again in this game. How about Terrell Bernard? They let Tremaine Edmonds go. Mike Linebacker, he's been spectacular. I think he's the unsung hero of this defense, right? How about Leonard Fournette picking him up, right? Drafting, picking guys up, figuring out the depth of the roster, been unbelievable all year long. And the depth proved it again this year, this year, in this game. The, the depth was crazy good in this game. Balen Spector, unbelievable depth piece. Unbelievable. They've hung in there with him. He's trained on the defense. He's been on special teams. He's gotten his opportunities now with all their injuries on defense. He was great in this game. Just all of these guys, these depth pieces, you know? Sherfield, another one, right? We waited. They were picked up for this reason. Hardy and Sherfield. Oh, they're going to be slot guys. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. They're going to be the new Cole Beasley. They're going to be great on special teams. We went week after week after week. Where are they? Where are they? Bang, 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 bang. The last few weeks. Then Hardy explodes in the last week of the season. Sherfield makes a catch of the year. Bang, Brandon Bean GM. That's what a great GM does. Eventually, his guys pop. That's what that's what great GMs do. They get guys. They believe in guys. Whether it's draft, develop, and sign. Or trade for and keep. Or finding guys like Leonard Fournette. Or whatever the case may be. Or keeping guys around like Balen Spector. Whatever the case may be. And then, here we go. The Bills get the ball back, and then it's vintage QB1 again. Another one of these kind of drives. Eight plays, 74 yards, 452. Bang, bang, boom. Allen, digs. Allen up the middle to Kincaid, to Cook, right? He's throwing it. Shakir was huge in this game. There's another Brandon Bean guy. Cook. Every single guy possible. And then a great Joe Brady play call. Allen. He hits Dawson Knox, five yards touchdown. Again, Dawson Knox, where's he been all year, right? Now all of a sudden, Dawson Knox starting to show up. Big game, Dawson Knox. He does it. He blocks well all year, but then he'll find the end zone when it matters most. He know he's going to do it. I'm frustrated as much as you are with him, but then somehow, some way he does it, right? Miami gets the ball back. Defense suffocates him again, three and out. Bills go on offense. They kill 421, but they're out on downs. And you're like, you can't be serious. Right? It comes down to a fourth and one. The Bills go for it. I agreed with it because if you get it, the game's over. They go for another fourth and one up the middle. Thought it was a little too predictable. I would have I would have bootleg rolled Josh out, had him run one-on-one with a linebacker or get Kincaid or Knox out in space and try to dump it to one of those guys. Right? But no. Now the defense is called upon. Stop me if you've heard this before. And I'm going to get to the defensive stop for the Bills and the Steelers playoff game thoughts next on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and our great friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. If you need a garage door, get a free estimate today. If you're in and around Central New York, Bonnet Sales and Service, the website is bonnetsalesandservice.com. Bonnet Sales and Service is the official garage door of the ML Sports Platter. Final defensive stand and some playoff thoughts coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MLSP back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review as we are brought to you by Burn Dairy, CH Insurance, and our great friends at Rosie's Corner. Stop by each and every week for Fish Friday, pizza and wings, and more at Rosie's Corner. So the defensive stand is where I left off, and... You know, they've needed one over and over again this year. Over and over again. You know the games. I'm not going to get back into it. And what happens? And here's another Brandon Bean piece, right? I've mentioned Shakira. I've mentioned Spectre and Benford and Sherfield and Hardy. And I, How about Taylor Rapp? My man was playing injured in the fourth quarter, you could tell. And Tua hits Tyreek for seven yards. He hits Smythe for six yards. And then an incomplete pass. Dane Jackson, again, another breakup. Tua, right? Deep right to, Ty- to Tyree Kill incomplete. And then on second down, Tua goes for a pass to Claypool. He thought he had him. Sorry, Taylor Rapp makes a play. Game over. <laughs> Depth. Defense. QB1 figuring it out. Grinding. Working together. The Bills had injuries galore in this game, folks. I don't want to hear about the Dolphins' injuries. I don't care about them. Jalen Waddell, you want to hear about Raheem Mostert? You want to give me safety things? Bradley Chubb out for either? Hold my beer, Bills fans say. Give me a break. Daquan Jones, basically all year. Matt Milano, basically, you know, basically all year. At times, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Right? Gabe Davis was banged up in this Miami game. Deion Dawkins, their franchise bookend left tackle, was out in this game as well with the hand thing. He was bleeding all over the place. You know, they've had guys miss time all over the board on this Bills team. Defense, offense, special teams, all year long. Guys have been hurt all year long. Razul Douglas went down in this game. Give me a break. So what a win for the Bills. What a win. And QB1, yeah, the two picks and the fumble. But then he did what? He Brett farved all over the place again, folks. 359 yards through the air. He only had eight incompletions. Two of those were the picks. I'm riding and dying with this dude. He drives me freaking nuts. And trust me, he has got to clean up his act if they're going to make a run. You cannot have these turnovers because against a great or elite team like a Baltimore, they're going to stomp on you with those turnovers. You got. He cannot keep doing this. Having said that, Leading rusher, 67 yards. Ridiculous play across the board. Well over 400 yards from scrimmage. And he accounted for two touchdowns and was spectacular second, third, fourth quarters. Shakir was great. Diggs was great, right? The defense was absolutely suffocating. They picked to a twice. I mean, they shut down for the most part Tyreek Hill. Seven catches, 82 yards and a touchdown. Folks, have you seen his numbers? That's shut down. That's shutting down Tyreek Hill. My man can go explode for 200 at any time. They shut down a chain. Defensive players all over the place. Depth pieces all over the place. Unbelievable. So now we fast forward to the playoffs. Quick minute on that. The Bills will play at 1 o'clock, thank God Almighty, on Sunday at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. It'll be a CBS game. I'm sure it'll be Nance and Romo. And this is right where you want to be. 
You're home. You've earned it. Five straight wins. You've won the division. You were six and six. You're now eleven and six. You've won the division. You've climbed back. You've had great wins. Many of which were not really in spectacular form, but you got it done. You're here. It doesn't matter. And now we see what happens. The Bills will host a team that's inferior. They have a third string quarterback going. It looks like no TJ Watt. There are no excuses in this game. Again, inferior opponent. The Bills need to take care of business. We've been waiting for them to blow out an inferior opponent. Chargers, Pats, you know, I, Giants at home, Buccaneers, like all these teams this year, right? All of them. Is this finally the one? Or, or is it in the playoffs where it's going to be? Because that's what needs to happen. Pittsburgh Steelers are a good team. They're well coached in Tomlin, but they have a third string quarterback and they're missing the best defensive player in football. Load the box, shut down the run, make Mason Rudolph beat you and kill this team. That's where you're at if you're Buffalo. Period, end of discussion, and then get to the next playoff game. That's where you're at, period. ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Bowers & Company CPAs, and our great friends at the Allen Angus Pub before and after all the big events in Central New York. Stop by the Allen Angus Pub on Harrison Street for the best darn Angus burger in town. And I want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well to our friends at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company and Jam and Beats. If you're in and around Central New York, you need a DJ this 2024 season, whether it's a holiday party, it's a private party, a birthday party, an office party, go with Jam and Beats, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, cnyjb.com, and on Facebook and Instagram as well. Jam and Beats is the official DJ service of the platter. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.